Denver Broncos and Jared Sidham blast the Los Angeles Rams in their preseason finale. The table is now set as roster cuts approach. Who stood out? Who made a case? Who didn't show enough in the preseason? You're going to get that much more. Today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos. Your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Denver Broncos stampede the Los Angeles Rams 41 to nothing in their preseason finale. We're going to break it all down on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, our post game report. You can get us every single day, free and available everywhere you get your podcast, where you can watch us on YouTube. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button down below so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, analysis, and more every single day, all year long. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantly orange.com. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price Guaranteed, Sarah, the Broncos rolled the Rams in Saturday's preseason finale at Empower Field of Mile High, their first home game of the preseason. But the next time that we see the Broncos, they'll have two back-to-back home games as well. New Jumbotron, and it was popping at Empower Field as Jarrett Stidham and the Broncos. They look pretty dang good so far in uh, Saturday's game. Well, did you just tell me before we started this show they were doing out there on Saturday night? Uh, They're getting stiddy. Right, yep. they're, they're getting they're getting steady with it, and that that was the something you know. Hopefully, the Broncos won't have to rely on that in the regular season. But you know, we just it was the preseason, perfect opportunity. Jarrett Stidham was getting steady with it as the Broncos they roll the Rams. I love it, man. They're getting steady with it out there, you know, and just just like Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith to Chris Rock, the Broncos slapped the Los Angeles Rams in the face in this preseason game in Denver. The first game with all the upgrades at the stadium, right? You got to see the big video board out there. I don't know how much you guys got to go look through all the other amenities and stuff. Did you have a five dollar box of popcorn, Cody? Did you did you get no. to enjoy that? No. Well, that's all right. So I'm sure some of the Rams players did as they watched the Broncos win this game 41 to nothing. Thanks largely to what felt like a full game worth of work from Jarrett Stidham in that first half, right? I mean, the Broncos were dominating throughout the first half offensively. It felt exactly like I expected it to feel. This is why I've been so hard on Jarrett Stidham in the preseason, Cody, because when we signed him and what we've heard about him through the offseason, This is the guy that I expected out there, a guy who is playing with backups in the preseason but looks more like a starter. Jarrett Stidham was balling. It wasn't just that he was, you know, getting the ball out quickly. The receivers are doing work. He's throwing darts out there. His 20-yard scramble, uh, Eli Manning-esque, if I do say, getting out of that pressure and making that 20-yard gain happen. It was an awesome performance from him, especially as we get to the regular season now where we need to have that confidence in the back of our mind that he can go out there and play well. And that's the thing we wanted to have answered, right? Because after the first preseason game, we were trying to figure out, like, you know, Stidham didn't look as sharp, right? I think he was 5 of 15 passing in that game for 50 yards and an interception. We were like, wait, you know, he just doesn't doesn't look right in a sense from what we've seen so far in, like, OTAs and preseason to that point. But, man, this is a guy who I think in the last two games, last week we saw it against the 49ers. What did he start off? I think he was, like, 9 for 9 to start that game there or something like that. Well, he was Mm -hmm. six for six to start this game and 89 yards so far through the first quarter. 
He ended up finishing the game 17 of 28 passing, 236 yards, and a touchdown pass to Albert Okwebunam, who we had talked about as a player to watch. But you mentioned that as well. Like, it was a third down play, and pressure is barreling around him. I thought uh, the nickel corner I thought was going to sack Stidham. He does a great job dipping underneath and running for 20 yards. Like, that type of play kept the drive alive. And look, the Broncos in this game, Sarah, offensively, 33 first downs on the evening on 80 plays. 33 first downs on 80 total offensive plays. That was as an efficient of a performance on the offensive side of the ball you can have. But to your point, you saw Stidham look comfortable. You saw him command the offense, be decisive. His ball placement, I thought, was pretty dang good. And, man, he had one shot downfield. Really exciting early on to Marvin Mims for 50 yards. Took a shot, like got speared and was down for a little bit. Had to come out for a play. He had that poise. He had that moxie that you want to see in a guy who, hey, if you have to call on this guy in the regular season to back, like to come in and play for your quarterback if he gets hurt or if he gets benched. I thought Stidham showed some things inside the structure of Sean Payton's offense that gives me a little bit of confidence. Say, okay, hey, this is a guy who can do it. And that first preseason game that we saw, I'm starting to now think like, okay, hey, that was just the first game jitters for everybody because the the Broncos all around, they looked very, very good in this game. They did, Cody, and it was kind of a very different story from what we had heard at joint practices, right? And what you saw out there kind of sounded like the offense got their butts kicked a couple of times, maybe not necessarily that far, but they certainly didn't win the day in joint practices. And to see them go out there and play at this level, like we hadn't seen that yet in the preseason. We've seen glimpses of, oh, Sean Payton, I like that wrinkle he threw in there, or I like that concept there. They just didn't quite execute right we saw execution happening out there. We saw guys finishing plays. We saw guys making plays after the catch. We saw the running game balance. We saw some good stuff from the O-line, but really the key takeaway from this game for me, Cody, outside of a number of other things from guys who could play roles this year, like you have to have a good backup quarterback in today's NFL. The Broncos have, at least in the Broncos context, we found out the last six, seven, eight years that hey, your backup is probably going to play at least a couple of games. And I think we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't acknowledge that there's at least a possibility that Jarrett Stidham could go out there and play in a couple of meaningful games. Like Brett Rippon started meaningful games for the Broncos in recent years. You know, I mean, it, it that kind of stuff does happen. Drew Locke has started meaningful games over the last couple of years, even when he wasn't the starter. So it just really goes to show you need to have confidence in this particular guy I think after this game, and yes, I know it's a preseason game and everybody's going to be commenting, oh, it was against backups. Of course, he looked better against these guys. He looked worse. But if he looked bad, if he looked if bad he looked, against these guys, everybody would be panicking. That's right. That's right. If he played bad, we'd be saying, wow, he played so bad against this, the backups. Or, you know, There's no winning for quarterbacks in the preseason, is there, Cody? But I liked what I saw from Jarrett Stidham. You pay a guy $10 million. You expect him to look like a starter out there, and I think the Broncos did. I know that $10 million wasn't fully guaranteed, but it's still a hefty chunk of change for a, a player who's barely started any games in the NFL. They believe in him as a future starter, and I think we saw a true glimpse of that on Saturday night. A good poise in the pocket, good operation of the offensive scheme. That's what Sean Payton told us after the game in his press conference here, and so Good things to build on here for the Broncos, but now some of the tough choices will come up this week with roster cuts from 90 to 53. I'll be covered every step of the way here, but Broncos country, who are some players on the offensive side of the ball that stood out, that caught our eye, that caught your eye, and also players who maybe didn't do enough 
in our opinion, the final preseason game. You'll get that on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. It's the official start of fantasy football drafting month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades, and Underdog, they set your best lineup every single week. And Best Ball Mania 4 is the largest fantasy football tournament ever try it out with underdogs best ball mania tournament today it's the largest fantasy football contest of all time it's back and it's even bigger with 15 million dollars of total prizes up for grabs including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner last year the winner drafted their team in july so don't wait around visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 dollars. that's underdog fantasy promo code Locked on. If not for DJ Triple T, Cody Albert Okwebunam would have been the star of the show on Saturday night at Empower Field at Mile High. And between the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song, Baby Shark, and the Bluey theme song, Albert Okwebunam was making some big plays out there, making a case for the 53-man roster. And we're going to talk all about it on tonight's show. But before we do, Got to give a huge shout out and mile high salute to every single one of you out there that makes Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. And for you everydayers out there, you know we're going to be breaking down this roster after this third preseason game. Now the the I guess the the craziness begins. I was going to say the fun begins, Cody, but I know it's not a lot of fun for some of these guys. New opportunities for a lot of players, fresh beginnings, and maybe the end of the line for some. And we're going to break it all down on today's show, in the coming shows, and we're excited that you're part of this with us, you the listener, or if you watch us on YouTube as well and you give us you know, some opinions in the comment section, we love to read through those. We love to know what you're thinking, and we love for you to engage in the show. So thank you so much for doing that. Thanks for all the shout-outs. Thanks for engaging with us on Twitter. Thanks for just being part of the story along with us we like to take we like to go along the ride with these people cody the the loyal listeners of the show they are awesome and i know that they know if they've been everyday listeners of the show they know how much we love some alberto right and i think that he deserves people in his corner after what happened last year i know you've gotten the chance to talk to him get to know him a little bit. I bet you this preseason game against the Los Angeles Rams felt like a a bit of a Super Bowl in a way for him just to really get out there and be featured in the offense. Man, look, for a guy who has put in a lot of work, and this is something I, you know, we were talking about dating back to OTAs. Albert O has been putting in work. He's looked good. And obviously in OTAs, you can't, there's no physical contact. So, you know, we're seeing him catching all these passes, getting downfield, using his speed. But when training camp has come around, we've seen him embrace being physical. We've seen him buy into, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be rewarded in the passing game. Let me go out there and let me block. Let me set some things up. And I've just seen a different player in Albert O. like this switch inside of him has flipped and he's just got this just piss and nastiness to him when he's out there and he's playing and look, he's burying dudes. He's creating opportunities like on Jaleel McLaughlin's touchdown run that he had Albert O bulldozed the guy power drove him in a sense for some reason, he got an unnecessary roughness call on that, which you go back and you look at the replay. Not a very good call by the official there. Albert is just finishing the play, driving a guy back, and luckily, you know, for the Broncos, touchdown there for Jaleel McLaughlin. But, I mean, it wasn't just the blocking game and the run game where Albert o was getting involved. I mean, it's the passing game. I mean, Sarah, this is a guy who caught seven passes 
on the evening. He caught a touchdown pass from Jarrett Stidham, but he also finished with 109 yards. And really that last catch that he had toward the end of the game, everyone's going to know what I'm talking about, dives and really hauls it in with one hand, corrals it to his body. Albert played with the most confidence I've seen him play in since his rookie season. And I, I think this was a big game for him. Unfortunately, didn't get to catch him after the game. I was at Sean Payton's presser. And by the time I got to the locker room, he and most everybody else was gone. So I'm going to start going to the locker room now post game, so we can have some really cool stuff to show here on Lockdown in our post games. But man, happy for Albert Okawebunam. And it's, it's kind of presented a little bit of discussion here, Sarah. Obviously, he's in the final year of his deal in Denver. A lot of people are saying, well, hey, this performance here, do the Broncos trade him so they can get capital? In your opinion right now, Sarah, because I'm very against it, I don't think Denver needs to trade him right now considering Jerry Judy's injury and considering, you know, Cortland Sutton's the only guy with size. Albert O, six foot five, speed, size, invested in the run game. In my opinion, I think he made a strong case to be on the 53. And if it were up to you, what would you do? Well, Cody, I know for me, I would definitely not be trading him. I mean, you you talk about preseason or regular season, the display of offense that Albert O put on against the Los Angeles Rams on Saturday night is unlike most anything we've seen in the last couple of years, which is sad and, and pathetic and a clear indicator of how things have been. But that's not to take away from his performance either, like. The Broncos had the worst scoring offense in the NFL last year. It was the worst offense in franchise history as far as modern history is concerned. And and we want to talk about trading away one of the guys that could actually help. One of the guys that could actually help score points. And we talked about that on this show last year as we're sitting there watching the wide receivers struggle, as we're sitting there waiting for Greg Dulcich to come back from injury and wondering, why is Albert Okwebunam not playing? Why is he not contributing? Why is he not out there at least, you know, running some routes, utilizing that speed? We saw the full gambit of his skill set, and I saw a number of tweets of people who were saying, like, the Broncos are showcasing Albert O. They are not in a position to be showcasing offensive players for a trade. It's, it's one of the most ridiculous notions that I've read. If the Broncos do end up trading Alberto Cody, you can expect a very heated rant on a future episode of Lockdown Broncos from both both of us, I would assume. It was a tremendous performance from him. We saw everything that he could do from the speed. He was catching the ball with his hands. No double catches. He was catching the ball with one hand. He was out there making plays in the red zone. He was making contested catches. That one-handed catch that he had, what down was that on? Fourth down. He was moving the chains. The final touchdown of the game was schemed to go to Albert O as well. Clearly, they were putting things out there on tape for either them to be like, all right, we know we can feature this guy in the offense or like people have been saying to trade. I can't deny, Cody, that's a possibility. I mean, he's played he played almost the entire game of the yeah. final preseason game. So like you can't deny that's a possibility, but it would it would be so ridiculous to me for a team that has stunk for lack of uh, uh you know more what i would really want to say on this show they have been so bad on offense you want to trade a guy that has actually shown some potential and promise i mean I, I would just say cody just miss me with those ideas but hey uh what do i know no 100 percent. let's give some love to some other guys as well jaleel mclaughlin four touchdowns in three preseason games the moment he kind of hobbled on one play and he was kind of limping, I was like, all right, hey, get him out of the game. Like, come on, Sean, what are you doing? Like, get him out of the game. This is a guy who is clearly, in my opinion, made the 53-man roster. You can't risk him going to waivers. 
Obviously, he's a spectacular talent. Got to give some love, though, to little Jordan Humphrey, who and I think in the last two weeks has really improved. Maybe his stock has had some catches in the passing game, and especially some big ones, too, on some third and longs. Or, you know, if they got backed up on a second and long, I think he had like a 17-yard catch at one point. But also playing on special teams as well. He's playing there, which to me gives him value in this offense in comparison to maybe some other guys that simply don't do those things. Marvin Mims, wow. Like, Sarah, I can't wait to see what this guy can do with Russell Wilson. We saw the speed. We saw the deep ball element to him. And then also in the punt return game, a 19-yard return that really helped set up the Broncos in pretty good field position. That's exactly what we like to see. And also, I'd say good decision-making on when to let a punt go, when to maybe fair catch a punt. I liked what I saw here from Marvin Mims. But, you know, we're talking about guys who stood out. I want to ask you a question. As well, in Broncos country, you're always free to chime in as you're listening or watching the show. Who are some guys that didn't do enough in this game, in your opinion? I'll start things off. want to see a little bit more from Kendall Hinton. He's had a great week of practice. We didn't see it translate here in the game here with Jared Stidham. And we haven't seen it in the last couple games to me, Cody. I just haven't seen enough from Kendall Hinton. I guess you could go back to last year if you really like the things that he put out there. I haven't seen enough from Kendall Hinton to to say like he's better than uh, a number of other receivers. To, would you rather have Kendall Hinton right now on the 53-man roster or Albert Okwebenam? I know they don't play the same position, but like if it came down to having to pick one or the other, I'm not taking Kendall Hinton right now. I think he's kind of a fringe practice squad guy. I know the coaches love his intelligence out there. We didn't see him returning punts in the preseason. We we barely, I mean, I know he played some special teams, but like he just wasn't making enough of an impact for me to say he's even better than the alternatives that might be available on the waiver wire. Same situation with Marquez Callaway. I think a lot of Broncos fans have been deluded into thinking that they have this this great wide receiver depth or that there are guys out there that have done enough in the NFL to be good enough holdovers while Jerry Judy recovers from the injury that, you know, he had to be carted off the field. I'm not sold at all. I'm not even sold on Brandon Johnson. We know that, but he made some plays in the game. I don't think one preseason game is going to change my opinion on the state of the wide receiver position. Now that'll sound hypocritical for what I said about Albert O, but it's completely different situation. There's so much more precedent for Albert O than there is for guys like Brandon Johnson or even Kendall Hinton or, or, you know, X, Y, Z Marquez Callaway has done nothing in the preseason. He was a big, you know, uh, surprise for me in not only this game, but in, in the preseason as a whole, I don't think I've heard his name throughout training mm-hmm. camp. I haven't heard his name throughout preseason. He, to me, is is off the roster, and I think that's unfortunate. Tony Jones Jr., I, I did not see enough burst from him either, Cody, when you compare to Jaleel McLaughlin. I mean, he had the opportunity on the – he was just wide open on a wheel route up the side of the field on one play where – Jarrett Stidham under pressure, tried to get the ball out, maybe threw it a little too far, but can't help but wonder would a more explosive player like Julio McLaughlin have been able to go get under that ball. It just, to me, Tony Jones Jr. didn't set himself apart. Marquez Callaway didn't set himself apart. Kendall Hinton, and that's going to force the Broncos to probably have to be active on waivers. Broncos country, we want to hear from you. Who do you think, in your opinion, didn't show enough in the third and final preseason game? Do you agree with us on Kendall Hinton, Marquez Calloway, Tony Jones Jr., somebody we missed? Let us know if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening wherever you get your podcast. We're going to talk about defensive players who stood out and defensive players we simply didn't see enough of in Saturday's preseason finale against the Los Angeles Rams. 
You're going to get all that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Game Time. And buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have flash deals on last-minute tickets. They're also easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You also get images of seat views of where you'll be sitting and seeing all the action. They have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, our post-game report. Just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. Thanks so much for watching on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We're grateful for you so much for all your interaction here, Broncos country. But now let's talk about the defensive side of the ball, players who stood out against the Rams. I think this was a really good opportunity to see your key backups at a lot of your major positions here, Sarah. And, and I would say look, we could talk about the secondary, Asang Bassi, once again, coming up with another big play. Three preseason games, three interceptions. It was a third and long play. He did a great job of reading Stetson Bennett's eyes, makes a drop back, picks off the pass, and hey, gives the Broncos some momentum here in the secondary. Talk to him after the game. He's just got a lot of confidence right now in where he's at. And I think in that room, considering K1 Williams still going through the ankle injury, they're resting it, seeing where it's going to be. If he's not ready, a saying Bassey will be ready. And, and he proved that last year in the regular season. He's going to play a major role on special teams. I came away once again thoroughly impressed with a saying Bassey, though again, I'm a defensive back guy. My first inclination is to say, hey, I'm going to choose a cornerback here. But one Broncos rookie, Sarah, looked fantastic and looks like he's starting to pick it up bit by bit by bit. And he looked good. And that is Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders, Cody. I mean, then this guy has been impressive. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of the pick right away when it happened, just because I feel like with Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, the Broncos pretty well set at linebacker. But hey, you can't pass up on a really good player. And I think Drew Sanders has proven to be exactly that. Had an interception against the Rams after really coming close against the 49ers, right? Had it right within his grasp there. So Drew Sanders is just making plays sideline to sideline. He's making plays in coverage. Obviously, you'd like to have the interception return. You'd like to see him hold on to the ball all the way through. But look, I mean, these are the plays are being made. Let's just say that. I mean, he's out there doing his job. I can't wait to see what his regular season role is going to be because he's going to have to be on the fit. We talked about this. Remember when Baron Browning was having such a good preseason uh, last year or the year before? I can't remember exactly but I remember us having a discussion saying like, you, you're going to have to find a way to get him on the field. I know you've got yeah. X, X and Y starting off the edge, but he's going to have to play. I think Drew Sanders is a similar type of guy to where it's like, well, I know you got Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, but 
this guy's going to have to play at some way or another. He's going to make an impact on games. So will we see him in dime? Will we see him out there when it's nickel? Will we see him out there as, you know, I don't know, an extra pass rusher. I think the options are all on the table, but Drew Sanders capped off a really impressive preseason. One of the, I think the best overall defenders for these last three games. Well, and look, I think he and Justin Sternod in this game were flying around. I mean, they started the whole entire first half and, I loved what I saw from them because even that Justin Sternod created a pressure that forced, uh, I, I think it was Brett Rippon or Stetson Bennett, one of those two, to get sacked by Aaron Patrick. Like saying Bassey came off the edge, Sternod came on the interior, Patrick was able to clean it all up. Like Sternod and, and Sanders together, that was a fun linebacker duo to watch. I think Sternod's a roster lock considering his value on special teams. You need it to have at least four deep at that position in totality. Like I, I already know this too, Drew Sanders. Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell seeing just how these guys are, you know, we've had uh, press conferences with Josie before the camera goes on. You could just tell how funny these guys are and, and, and the bond that they have, but they're going to give him Drew Sanders, a, a lot of flack for uh, having Stetson Bennett rip the, the interception from his arms and guess who recovered it? Elijah Garcia, who's just had a tremendous preseason as well. So a lot of tough choices coming the Broncos way with roster cuts, but in your opinion, Sarah, watching defensively, is there anybody that stood out to you that you feel like just didn't show enough to to really satisfy? Maybe like, ah, this guy can make the roster. I feel like there's a couple of guys out there that we could talk about. Yeah, I just I wonder about uh, Tremont Smith, the cornerback. I know on the broadcast during the I don't know if you heard the broadcast at all. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm sure not watching in there. But Mike Kliss did say on the broadcast that he thinks that Tremont Smith is in line to be the Broncos kickoff returner, which would be quite surprising considering we haven't seen that. But I mean, he yeah. was signed with that in mind. He was signed with special teams very much in mind. Broncos guaranteed him $2.5 million, which could factor into the equation. I just, I don't know if we saw enough. You're the defensive backs guy, Cody. I don't know that we saw enough from Tremont Smith to be like, oh yeah, yeah. that we can count on that guy when the regular season rolls around. And then it's been a kind of a quiet couple of games, in my opinion, from Delarian Turner Yell. I thought we'd seen honestly more from Devon Key out there at the safety position yeah. coming up playing fast even more so than JL Skinner which I mean that's just that's just my perception but I think that a lot of foregone conclusions at the defensive backfield maybe those have kind of been jumbled a little bit over these last two games well like with Tremont Smith you want to see him do stuff at cornerback right and I think the thing with Tremont that does stand out that maybe gives me some emphasis I feel like he, he's probably going to be one of those veterans on the practice squad, to be honest with you. And maybe not necessarily just as the return guy, but, you know, as a gunner, as a jammer, uh, you know, cornerback depth if you need it. Though I, I don't feel like we've seen a lot from him at corner to really give us like, ah, okay, hey, this this guy can do it. We see more from Jaquan McMillan and obviously uh, saying Bassey, these guys have played really well. Really on the outside, though, that – there might be a position where Denver actually adds a cornerback on the outside that has that has not been on the roster. I, I would not be shocked if that's the case here. But yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and look, Delarian Turner-Yale was a guy who I felt like last week was building some momentum, like coming into joint practices, building some momentum, not afraid to come up and get his you know nose dirty against the run. But we had just haven't seen a lot of plays being made, right? And, and maybe maybe we have to look at guys like, you know, Tremont Smith and Delarian Turner yell in a different light. Like, what type of impact are these guys having on special teams? We'll have to wait to see the all 22. Like, what role are they playing? 
are they doing their job perceivably well? That's where I think we have to look at it. But overall, I I think that Denver's defense, I, I came away thoroughly impressed after how they've played in the first two games preseason-wise, even like the second and third string guys. They did a lot of, of different things here this week that I'm like, all right, I feel a little bit better. As Sean Payton said after the game, he's like, I feel better about our depth now than I did two weeks ago. So we'll see how things play out here for Denver. Roster cuts are looming, though, Broncos country. But with that said, that'll wrap up today's postgame report here, Lockdown Broncos, wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can watch us on YouTube. If you're doing that, make sure if you're not already doing so, subscribe or follow down below so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. We appreciate you so much. Roster cuts are coming up. We'll play it by ear. How will the Broncos formulate their 53? How will they build their practice squad? We'll dive deep into all that, and you'll get all that action here as it happens on the Locked On Broncos podcast.